Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. The Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel, and it's Mike with me as always for the past uh, 12 and a half years or so. Well over 600 podcasts at growingingrace.org. Take some time to uh, just peruse the website if you want to. You can search on there if you uh, have a certain topic that you were wondering if we've talked about. See if any podcasts pop up uh, that might uh, help you. And uh, otherwise, feel free to tell people about the podcast as well. You know, um, Cap and I, just before we were recording, we were talking about how it's basically our heart here is we want to help people. That's really what we're all about. And uh, we're not trying to make some big ministry. We're not trying to necessarily be a small ministry either. We're, we're just doing what we do. And one thing that God has gifted us with and that we're growing in is this understanding of the gospel of his grace and his peace. And as we grow in it, we like to share what we've learned uh, with other people. It's helped us, and we want to help other people with that. And we hope that it's helpful enough to you that maybe sometime you're able to help other people with that, too. That's really how the body of Christ works. You know, it's uh, it's not just one person up there preaching a sermon every week, and then everybody hears what he has to say, and that's it. That's the final word. Really, we're a body. The body of Christ is one unit, just like a human body. It's made up of many different parts, and each part works together to make the whole thing happen. One thing that we've been talking about here is, you know, people seeking after things that God has already given us. And what I was just think, talking about right there made me think of one other thing here, and that is this whole thing about life in the body. One thing that God has done in your life, whoever you are listening, is he has made you a specific part of the body of Christ. Now, in the church today, you may have other people that have a whole lot of expectations of you, or maybe you have a lot of expectations of other people, but somehow that's not really where God has made you to fit into the body of Christ. And so maybe you're living with all these expectations, either of yourself or of others, and you're finding that's not really what my life is really all about. And so it's okay to start seeking God. What is my part in this body? Because you can, you can find yourself just running around, running into dead ends, running into running in circles, running on a treadmill, a religious treadmill kind of, and uh, never getting anywhere until you finally realize God hasn't made me to be that, but he's made me to be this. This is my heart. Anyway, it just made me think of that, that sometimes people are seeking to be a part of the body that they aren't really. And so I encourage you to uh, just, you know, seek God as to who you are. And it's been three minutes in this podcast, and we haven't even heard a peep from Mr. Kapler, so I better let him talk. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, that's enough from you then. 
I'll tell you one thing. As I get older, I can't get as high anymore. I was going to say, you sounded like an adolescent guy. Maybe you're, maybe you're going backwards. Oh, brother. I used to, I used to do imit- and I, I know I'm going to date myself here, and you, you young people might have to Google this, but I used to do a great Mr. Bill from the old oh, Saturday yeah. Night Live. <laughs> yeah. I don't even you know if I could begin to even do that now. We could have a lot of fun with that if I could, though. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Bill reminds me of a lot of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, man, we, so. I'll have to see if I can. I'm not going to try. I'm not even going to try it now. I, we could, uh, if I could get that voice back. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could have some fun with uh, religion and Mr. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we could work some things out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we kind of took a break from what you were just talking about, but. That's why I should never talk. I take us off the beaten path, like a lot of Christians do in their life. They, <laughs> they take all these rabbit trails, and that's what we're trying to get you off of here. Uh, kind of started talking about some of this last week. So, you know, I was mentioning some things toward the end of the last podcast, too, that, that some of these vocabulary words that are found in certain uh, religious corners of Christianity anyway, and, and they were a big part of, of my vocabulary during the the uh, years of my life where I, I didn't really understand God's unconditional love and grace, and even though I'd been a Christian for, for many, many years. For example, rededicating our life to God. So, Or a backslidden Christian. There's a good one. That's a backslidden Christian. Yeah, I was backslid for a while. And, and usually when we say things like that, what does that really mean? I mean, look for it in the Scripture. Look good and hard for a long time because you'll probably be looking for a while. We make these things up. That, that's just, I don't know how else to say it except, and I know what people mean when they say these things, but we make them up. And uh, so a backslidden Christian, exactly what is that? Well, probably uh, it could be defined in different ways, but let me give you a general description. It probably means a backslidden Christian is somebody who isn't uh, as locked into God as they should be. And now that they've rededicated their life to God, they're going from being backslidden to being rededicated, right? That basically means they're going to stop doing some bad stuff, and they're going to start doing some good stuff. Now, that in and of itself isn't a bad thing, but that's not what this Christian life is meant to be about. That's not how we're defined. It's not how we're identified. That's a mindset that that brings people down and takes away from the finished work of Jesus Christ, who has made us righteous and holy and sanctified and perfected and clean and forgiven and so on. That, that's our identity, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how you've been performing. And because once you begin to understand that that is your identity, that you're not a backslidden Christian, you're not just a sinner saved by grace, you're not somebody who just needs to rededicate and get right with God again, but you are the righteousness of God in him. And when you begin to understand some of these great God-like qualities that already belong to you, these things that have been given to us, you've been given all of these things that pertain to life and godliness, and you're a partaker of the divine nature, as you develop your understanding of that, then that's when you begin to enjoy life in Christ. Because you begin to realize it's not up to you to somehow perform in a way that's pleasing to God, 
nothing wrong with the desire to want to please God. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that sometimes people are doing it in a fleshly sort of way instead of by faith. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, the flesh wants, in a sense, the flesh wants glory because it can't accept the fact that the glory of God has been given to it as a gift. The flesh doesn't like that. The flesh wants to perform. The flesh wants to see things happen. The flesh wants, you know, we, we always talk about the flesh in a negative sense, like, you know, I'm doing bad things, but sometimes the flesh was going after a bunch of good things when really all those good things have been given to us freely by God. And so we're seeking after these things when God is saying, enough already. Uh, look at me. I already gave you these things, you know, like uh, you were talking about backslidden Christians, you know, that word anyway, that term that people use, and when really there's there's not really any such thing as a backslidden Christian because everything that we have in Christ has been given to us as a gift, and what we really need, instead of Instead of seeking after, well, I need to, like you said, it's good to stop doing bad things. It's good to start doing good things. But that's not what life in Christ is about. Anybody on this earth, you know, needs to do that. But, you know, we're seeking after, like, revivals. We need a revival. The word revival, just think about that. It means to revive. It means that something has been dead, and it needs to, and it needs to come to life again. The thing that a lot of people don't understand is that in Christ, we have not died. The church hasn't died. Jesus is the head of the church. The church is actually alive and well, because it's Christ's church, and he is the one who makes it alive and well. He's the one who made it alive, and he's the one who keeps it well. What we, I think, need as the church is to understand all of these things that have been freely given to us. The reason we think we need a revival or need to stop being backslidden and, and rededicate our life to Christ and all of these things is because we're focused on our performance— we're focused on these fleshly things rather than being focused on Christ and the fact that he has made us alive. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what the Bible says. We have been made alive together with him. All of our sins have been forgiven. We've been justified, made holy and righteous and perfected forever. Not just perfected until we sin and then we're not perfected anymore, and so we need to be perfected again. It's nothing like that, but we've been perfected forever. But the church is trying to make us live a certain way. And again, nothing wrong with living right. That's a good thing. But when our focus is on our performance and revival and, and trying to get this move of God to happen, we're missing the fact that he is already in us. The Holy Spirit is in each and every believer He's come to live in us. The anointing abides in us. So instead of seeking after some revival, look to Christ within and realize, hey, everything that I need, God has already given me. And if we live with that mentality, then instead of seeking after all these big, huge things, we'll be naturally, well, supernaturally naturally, the person that we already are in Christ, and that's really what he wants. It is. That's what God wants for us, to be able to experience life and life abundantly. This revival thing, I mean, you go look for the word revival in the Bible. 
go look for it. <laughs> as much as you hear about it, maybe, in your corner of the church world, <laughs> go look for it in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, New Covenant writings. Uh, good luck finding it. You will see uh, some occasions in the Old Testament under the law where people were talking about, oh, God, I need to be revived, crying out for some help under that law that could not bring the perfection that we have now. But again, it's, it's just one of those words, one of those mentalities where people in Christianity quite frequently are always trying to find something new from God that already belongs to them. As you said, Joel, we're, we're alive. And if we needed to be revived, being in Christ, that means that Jesus would need to be revived mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's his life in us. So those are the kinds of things we want to get away from and understand, well, nobody's perfect. No, I don't do everything perfect, but we've been perfected. And, uh, you know, I think about uh, Romans chapter nine, when Paul was explaining to, to the people he was writing to that even Gentiles, non-Jewish people, they did not what? They did not pursue righteousness when without pursuing it, somehow they attained it. Whereas the Jews under the law were always pursuing after it and falling short, never able to acquire it because it was being done by works instead of by faith. Righteousness is a gift and it's not something you can go chasing after. And uh, this revival thing, I mean, you're alive in Christ Jesus and nothing is ever going to change that. So you don't have to be seeking some new wave of the spirit all the time. Uh, you'll just be chasing the wind. And so let's continue on with some of these thoughts and, and um, different uh, approaches to helping to develop a new covenant mindset. We'll do it next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.